Welcome to a special edition of the Blue Collar Nation podcast, where Eric and Larry bring you the best and brightest minds in the blue collar world to help us weather this unprecedented storm. And now, on to the show. Hello, this is Larry. Don't interrupt me there, Mr. Sprague. This is my time to shine. Hello, this is Larry from Blue Collar Nation, and I am here with my tech whispering business partner, Eric Sprague, how are you today, Eric? Doing great. How are you? I'm great. We're continuing our special edition podcast with the experts in the field that's going to help our brethren that is dealing with this virus. And we're hoping that we can make a difference in their life and their business. And today we have a special safety expert, Mr. Charles Kurtek, who's a safety consultant with SLC Risk Services. How are you today, Charles? Good, good. How are you guys doing? Doing great. We're weathering this storm. Second time on the podcast for Charles. Uh, yeah. Yep. I feel like it's uh, it's reunion day. It is. There you go. We are looking forward to seeing how you can help the blue collar service people out there today with their safety concerns because that's your specialty. Yeah. And many of the people out there aren't sure what to think, how to protect themselves, how to protect their clients, how to market their protection, how to not market their protection. And um, I'm hoping you can give us some insight on what uh, what the expectations are from a professional point of view. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I've been with several insurance companies and and a fairly big one most recently, and just working the the the, comp, the clients that we've been working with have seen everything from just how to keep their regular workers uh, clean and and safe. Uh, you know, from driving trucks to um, you know, working in offices, but uniquely what you guys primarily deal with is the guys who are cleaning and sanitizing those locations. So we, we've seen a few of those clients uh, and trying to get ahead of this stuff. I've actually seen uh, one, one company who's doing mostly carpet cleaning, kind of switching his, his mode to, you know, he already uses sanitizing. And I, I think that you guys know the industry better than I do. You guys already do sanitizing within when, when they're cleaning carpets and, and cleaning things down. It's just about adding a little extra step in that environment to clean things. But mostly what I'm concerned with is, is the guys who are performing the work, right? So before we get to that, Charles, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I think the fear for a lot of us in the industry is that there's no, you know, like if we go do a a mold remediation, Flary and I, we did that. There's a clearance test for that. So right. that we get a clean bill of health and nobody can come back to us later and say, you didn't do this job right. right. So I think what a lot, a lot of restorers and cleaners especially are concerned about is how they word what, you know, to say what they're doing when there's no post test. There's no, there's, there's so much liability for them sure. because there is no test to say that it was done correctly or not. Right. What are well, your thoughts on that? The nice thing is you, you can treat it like, let's say, like a, like a bloodborne pathogen situation or another situation that needs to be cleaned where there was, um, you know, human bio uh, clean, right? So, so I, think, I think you're safe if, if you use the standards, which you would for any cleaning scenario where you had, uh, you know, biohazard you know, where there was blood or, or other mucous membranes that were in, 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 exposed if you treat it in that way which you guys are used to doing right and 
if you to that level, which you can look at the CDC is a great place for recommendations on how to clean. I think we're getting inundated as a public just in general to keep our homes clean and, and kind of that sort of thing. So the basic hygiene practices, a bleach, you know, even looking at the CDC, if they're meeting those and exceeding them, from what I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of like, I, there's, a, there's some trade names to the, the sanitizing stuff that you guys use for different cleaning, whether it's carpet cleaning or surface cleaning. And those all have much better cleaning properties than you would just for normal home cleaning. So yeah, I, th I, think, I, th I think the baseline starting for, for home cleaning, home restoration guys, carpet cleaning guys, they all have that, they have the leg up in that way just it's, it's a little bit more of almost just perception, like really saying, Hey, this is the product we use. It's, it's made for even HIV and all this, because all that stuff was already there, right? It was already talked about in your, in your labels, HIV, um, hepatitis, it, it killed all of that before none of your product changed. It's just people are so aware of COVID that stuff's going to work on it already. So if you're using the same, um, practices with a little bit of extra hey we use our gloves we use our mask we're making sure to sanitize on the way in we're sanitizing on the way out wearing the booties the stuff that you guys do i, I think that you're going to be real good in, in well that. let's talk about that let's talk about you know you said about keeping people safe let's start with the workers yeah. you know what what are you you know from a risk management standpoint from your end what do you think is a proper PPE? Because look, some of the guys that are listening to this are electricians and plumbers and they're, they're not in that remediation and re true. restoration industry. So what should they be doing to protect themselves as they enter home? Cause look, there's their emergency services. They're still entering homes where people may or may not be sick. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, you know, and you're they don't know. Well. Yeah. And you probably won't know. And that's the hard part about the COVID, you know, 19 spreading is we don't know. There's not enough testing. You don't, you, you could have people that don't have, they have showing no symptoms for weeks and, and you're going into their home to, to repair electric or plumbing. Right. So then in that case, you do need to be real careful with the recommendations that we're going with. Um, it doesn't need to be an N95 mask, but if they can get their hands on it because they're frontline workers, they're absolutely allowed to use the N95s. It's basically the dust mask with the, with the one-way valve. Yeah. If they can't get N95s, a regular dust mask would be fine. And even, I was joking, but hey, I'm using the bandit mask. <laughs> you know, you've Does got, that make uh, a difference? Because there's many people that are making the masks and they're selling them. Right here. I got one that uh, we were using for um, our, our food drive here that I was just helping out with. And it's a homemade mask. And honestly... The, what it's showing, the research is showing, especially from other countries, is it does block droplets from you coming out of your mouth and also droplets from coming in. Now, it's not if, if somebody sneezes right in your face, there's no guarantees. But if you're just walking in a room where people have it, definitely going to be a good barrier. I was listening to a podcast with a, a guy named Dr. David Sinclair, and he was also talking about it keeps people from touching their face. The Absolutely. mask actually... Oh. It, you know, an ancillary advantage is you aren't as apt to put your hand all over your mouth and nose. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I know I've heard both sides of that too. There's been some people, some reports saying that you actually touch, touch your face more because you keep taking the mask on and off and adjusting it, but you're absolutely right. It's keeping your nose and mouth covered yeah. and, and in a situation like that, if you're washing your hands and for the guys who are our first respond frontline workers, like you guys are talking about, if they're using gloves, which they should be using. Um, I mean, most plumbers, well, I actually shouldn't say most, my brother-in-law's a plumber, um, but you should be gloved up. <laughs> yeah. Using like nitro gloves, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And I know that, you know, some of the trades guys, I love them. I love your, your, you know, the guys who we're talking about to your podcast right now who are listening. They're uh, tough guys. They usually have dirty hands and they, and they just get in and get it done. So this is the time where you need to be a little bit more extra, you know, extra careful. Like, Hey, times where you may not have gloved up before let's glove up now yeah uh, be real cautious of that wear a face barrier if you can get an n95 get a dust mask if not uh you know even just you know bandit uh, bandana just to keep your droplets in and the other droplets out that are near you sure. and of course keeping the social distancing i mean some people are close talkers you know especially i don't know if you're like an east coast guy like larry he's, you know they love to be big hand to be big talkers close talkers right hey hey yep, but sticking your hands in their face yep. you gotta yeah just a little bit of distance uh all that stuff right and and it'll really really help i mean there's no guarantee but i think if you're going into a, somebody's home for a service call gloves the whole time get that mask uh and then sanitize yourself when you get done like your tools and even you know depending on where you're at you, you want to sanitize your your boots uh don't take them into your home some guys practice that already right you go home with your wife and kids leave your dirty boots in the garage right sanitize them if you can um all of the things that we should already be doing just yeah. make sure to be really aware to do that now that you're on the front lines well larry and i you know working in you know sewage and and mold and you know we we we're already accustomed to doing that ourselves and our guys were always stripping down and you know every in their garages before they go in the house and then take that stuff straight to the washing machine you know and that's but that's a good reminder for guys who you know they're a little electrician they may not be doing all the dirty work maybe they're just doing a little house call it's the same thing you still got to you know treat it the same way and clean and sanitize and you know limit exposure so. What about people that work for companies and, you know, when this starts to get lifted and they say, okay, it's, you know, you're an office worker, you can go back to work. What should they be worried about? Well, I really, really recommend um, that they're reaching out to experts that you guys have on, on your podcast, guys who know how to clean, deep clean and sanitize offices, expert janitorial, expert uh, cleaning companies that will do it because they will know how to clean and sanitize and deep clean. That should absolutely happen at a minimum, obviously, you know, use your own little sanitizer wipe when you get there and really try to knock down the door of the boss. If you're the boss, you know, find a company that's willing to do a good deep clean for, for the company. And, and I hope, I hope that that's what people are doing. I know for a fact, the big the insurance company I was working with most recently, they were already doing that since they had gone to a, lower workforce they took about at a half their workers they were staggering them uh, and then they actually just sent everybody mostly remotely so the offices a lot of offices are almost empty right it's a perfect time to bring in a company that will sand, clean and sanitize because you have almost no workers there there's so, nobody so there it's convenient clean it now we might as well clean it now then you can just spot clean yourself with you know sanitizer wipes when you get when you get back but and that reinforces what 
many of the other experts were saying, reach out to your commercial clients because yeah. this is time. This is the time when they're not in their offices yeah. and everybody's working. Most people are working remotely and um, that's the best time to get in. You don't have to go in the middle of the night like you've had yeah. to before. That's right. You can go at regular times and, and yeah. do the cleaning. And the spring cleaning, right? The, the classic clean the carpets, do the, do the deep clean stuff that you would have been doing anyway or putting off doing. Let's do it now or, or at least before you go back to full staff. Let's get those carpets sanitized. Let's do the windows. Let's do all that stuff that you guys recommend. And that now let's do it while it's opportunity. Yeah. So going forward, Charles, as this starts to, you know, because, I mean, from what I've been reading, we may have a lull through the summer and the heat and then mm -hmm. might come back in the winter, fall, winter as it starts to cool off. So what should companies be doing? Let, let's go both sides. What should just any company be doing to prepare for if there's another wave in, in between? Like, so if you're consulting with a company and they say, okay, we're back at work, but you know what? We want to make sure we're ready come December if and when it, it happens again. What do we do? Yeah, I think um, just like our normal safety practices, you know, awareness and training is a good start. I think, I think really just keeping the awareness of, I know I've, you know, when we've run safety topics or toolbox topics or, or safety committees, you, you want to put out toward winter time or even the fall. It's like, hey, let's be aware of the flu. Let's be aware of safe driving conditions and winter conditions. Similar, you know, add that to your regular training meetings, right? Let's say, hey, remember this last time? treat it like you would any other outbreak or, or pandemic or, or uh, I guess those aren't normal things, but any other time where we would say, hey, an increase in, in illness, right? Oh, let's remember the COVID-19 along with the flu. Let's do the prevention things that we were already putting into practice last year. Make it a training topic. And if, if, you, if you don't have any out there, I'm sure there'll be plenty. If not, you know, reach out to me. I can throw something together for you guys or your, or your, clients just a one pager that says here here's what we need to do to remember because come july or august or maybe even september we we probably will forget these things and uh so training and awareness i would say would big one and then i don't want to say the word stockpile because we, we that's a dangerous thing because people have been really overdoing it yeah but but industrial guys industrially you know like you guys are dealing with people who are frontline guys make sure you have the supplies ahead of time right make sure we're gearing up I'm not talking about hoarding, but I'm talking about appropriate preparation for the flu season, right? Is get, get the sanitizers, get the cleaning material that you need for, for sanitizing surfaces, get the gloves, get the stuff ready so you're prepared with supplies and you've already done the training and awareness. And that'll probably put you in a good place come, you know, come next uh, November, December. Well, I think a lot of companies really should use this as an opportunity to up their PPE game to begin Absolutely. with, you know, Absolutely. because if they don't practice over the summer, they're not going to be doing it come winter and fall and whatever again. You know, I mean, this is a, a perfect time. And look, Larry and I, full disclosure, we had a really hard time getting the guys to wear masks and wear sure. gloves. And, you know, I mean, we'd show up on jobs. And it's even though we had <clears throat> meeting job. after meeting, yeah. Guy be like, ah, oh, you know, yeah, sorry. It's too hot. I can't wear this because it's hot. <clears throat> but, you know, the reality is. Like black mold down their lungs and green right. mold and yellow mold and everything. Yeah. 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 It's a, always a, a concern. And then what about, you know, just the average office type environment? What should they do 
in preparation for winter fall? Well, like you said, full disclosure, I'll full disclosure on myself. I'm a little bit of a germaphobe just to be, you know, I still keep my EMT current. I was, uh, you know, on the rescue team. So I, I've treated patients and that sort of thing. It doesn't make me an expert by any means, but you know, you're a little more aware of PPE and cleanliness and germs. So even before all this, when I work remotely and then I go to an office, I generally just clean my space. I wipe it down, you know, use a sanitizer wipe, wash your hands, the normal stuff we're supposed to be doing prior to all of this, right? Just a good reminder, let's keep doing that. Let's keep a clean workspace. Let's keep sanitizing our place. Let's wash our hands regularly. Uh, you know, those sort, sorts of things. And then social distancing, I mean, it's a thing and it's something that we're talking about, but honestly, how close were you getting to somebody who was sniffling and coughing in regular flu season, right? You don't want to be near that guy or girl. Just give them the, the space. You give them the space. I give you the space. Don't go spreading your germs. Obviously now stay home. That's for sure. But like in normal times, you're already giving people space. So it's continue those same practices of, you know, social distancing or keep, keeping space, keeping it clean uh, and, and definitely keeping your work, your workspace clean. I think yeah. that's a big deal. You know, shared surfaces, you go into shared areas, wash your hands really well, wash your hands before you eat, wash your hands before you go back to work. You know, all those things are supposed you to know, be. I used, I used to fly twice a week. Oh, <clears throat> and, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And, uh, I would wipe down the armrests and the, uh, tray table absolutely. and the light and people would look at me like I was absolutely insane but I'm thinking how many people have touched this you know since I was yep. you're coming in last so, absolutely Larry you were one of the guys who would look at me like I was crazy <laughs> <laughs> well it made sense because you don't know who's touching it last I'm always touching everything with my knuckles That's yeah just Larry I... taught me the knuckle move like 15 right. years ago we went to a gas station when we first started shamrock and Larry's going and he's hitting the you know the the keypad with his knuckle and the elevator i had never thought signal. of that but genius you know yeah, yeah. so anyway knuckle, the knuckle move patent pending <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> all right charles well thank you man that was yeah. that was good stuff and people uh, need to know this good. you know and we appreciate having you on larry any final words no appreciate it just stay, have everybody stay safe this is good re reinforcement for policies and procedures that are necessary now just reinforce it Absolutely. and you could you know make it a change in your culture of having uh, a lot of ppp ppe and safety procedures that are going to go a long way yeah absolutely and if anybody <clears throat> needs you know other guidance or help or just some some resources you know they can reach out to you guys you can get a hold of me no why don't you just know. tell everybody how to get a hold of you directly sure. absolutely yeah, yeah. Uh, best way is probably email c curtex c-k-u-r-t-e-k at slcrisk.com and I, I don't mind giving my phone number out you know yeah. because the guys on this podcast I, I would love to hear from from anybody if they need a help a uh, question anything my phone number is area code 626-862 five zero three four that's direct to me and like i said I'd, I'd love to help out in any way i could uh, with any questions or, or who knows maybe even a little work that needs to be done all right thank you charles appreciate yeah. you coming on charles hey, take care buddy we'll Good see talking you. with thanks, you talk man. to you soon thanks. Bye. thanks bye, bye. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Nation podcast. For more information on what Eric and Larry do, please visit www.morningtechmeeting.com or visit us on our Facebook page, Blue Collar Consulting. 
Thank you, and see you back here next week with another amazing episode of the Blue Collar Nation podcast.